So, like before, benefit number four, the God who crowns. The God who crowns. Amen. We, we, we have um, taken notice that our writer is telling us that everything that God is doing, he's doing for you. He's already forgiven you of all your iniquities. All of them. Past, present, and future. Yes, future. In other words, stuff you ain't done yet. Yeah, I said ain't. Stuff you haven't said yet. Come on, talk back to me. Things you haven't looked at yet. Yet. Because uh, you haven't done it yet. But God has already forgiven you. For all your iniquities. He has healed you of all your diseases. Whatever is a disorder in your life. You have to acknowledge that God had already got it straight. And, and then watch this. He has already redeemed you from the power of sin. From the penalty of sin. Amen. Uh, uh, from the rule of sin in your life. From guilt. From shame. From embarrassment. He redeemed you. From all of that stuff. When Jesus died on the cross. All of that what you've been dealing with. Jesus redeemed you from it. He regained you. Brought you back into the right fellowship. With his father. Amen. And so now. We are here. At this next verse. Who crowns you. With loving kindness. And. Tender mercies. Amen. Let's think about it for a minute. If, if I can borrow the prodigal son. Can I borrow him for a minute? Many of you know this story. Um, you all know what happened with the prodigal son. Let me get all the way to the part where I want to get to. The part where he came to himself. He went back home. He did a little speech. He went back home. And, and, and he asked his father, watch this. He asked his father to make him a hired servant. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that back to me. But what did his father do? His father literally said, go get this. Watch me. Go get that. Kill this. We are about to celebrate. Come on. And I need somebody to know tonight that you are not a servant. Not, now, don't get me wrong. Watch this. Don't get me wrong. You, you are a servant when it tends to God's work and God's business. But you, you are not a servant as to come to the lower part of society. And, and the lower epsilon of thinking of your mindset you're, you're greater than a servant in that mindset the boy said I just want to be a higher servant let me be a helper let me be a worker in your house but you have to understand you can never be a higher servant because you are a son and you are a daughter and here's what you have to understand no matter what you go through no matter what you went through no matter what you did no matter how many mistakes you made you have to know 
when you come back to the father, the father forgets all that you did. If you notice in the story, when the boy came back, the father did not bring up any of his mistakes. He didn't ask him where the money was. Come on, talk back to me. He didn't ask what he did with the money. He didn't ask him where he went. He didn't ask him who he was laying with. He didn't ask who was hanging out with him. All he said, my son is back. Y'all ain't talking to your boy tonight. I'm getting happy already. And I talked to y'all the other day. Now, next time, I might do some yelling and shouting. Listen, he he didn't he wasn't concerned about none of that. He didn't look at him. And I'm sure his son had mud all on him because he came to himself in the pig pen. Come on, stay with your boy. Some of you came to yourself right in the middle of going over to somebody else's house who wasn't you. You ain't saying nothing back to me. Some of y'all came back to yourself while going to the club. Some of y'all came to yourself while smoking your weed. Some of y'all came to yourself while drinking your liquor. Some of y'all came to yourself while trying to fight. You came to yourself. And when you came to yourself, you came back to the father. The father did not ask you, why did you go to the club? Why were you at that house? Why were you drinking that? Why were you smoking that? All the father said, my son is back. And it's time to celebrate. What did he do? <laughs> the, the story said, y'all know the story. He called for rings. He called for shoes. He called for a robe. He called for them to go start cooking. Who crowns you? Watch what he, the father did the same thing our psalmist is writing about tonight. He crowned his son with loving kindness. Y'all ain't saying them back to me. Loving kindness. <laughs> he had, listen, can I say what this word loving means? Can I say this? Since I, I like words, loving, like or enjoy very much. Like or enjoy very much. So watch this. He enjoyed having his son back. Come on, talk back to me. He was excited that his son was back. Who crowns you with loving kindness. So you have to know that no matter what you have done in your life. This is why he told us. That he forgives you of all your iniquities. So in order to crown you. With loving kindness. He had to do that first. <laughs> Come on talk to me. In order to get you to the part. Where he can crown you. With all this kindness. And with all this love. And notice now. The father was excited. When he said to the servants. Go get this. And then the boy came up. Oh man this show. Son he done went out here. And, and used this up. And the, and the father said. Man this your brother. First of all. That's your brother. Second of all. He was lost and he was found. He was dead. Now he's alive. We gonna have this party for him. He did not concern himself with how he misused what he got. 
and what he had, he was more excited on the fact that he's back. And I want you to know tonight that no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've been, no matter what you've done, you have to know God is excited about you. Some of y'all haven't made up your mind to come back to the Lord. That you, you think it's a mistake that we own tonight? You think it's just by happenstance that we own tonight? No, no, no. Somebody has to make up their mind tonight to turn back to the Lord. God is waiting to give you a party. God is waiting to set it off. God is waiting, as uh, some of us say, to get lit. Y'all not ready for the Lord. He's waiting on somebody to say, I'm coming back home, daddy. Because he's ready to crown you with loving kindness. God is ready and he's overjoyed when you come back home to him. He's ready to rejoice. He's ready to shout. He's ready to tell the angels, we got another one coming back. He crowns you with love and kindness. Watch this. God's greatness extends beyond sparing us from sin and sparing us from disease and sparing us from trouble. It also gives us um, into a positive sense that we are crowned with his great love and mercy. Now watch this. Watch this. Stay with me. So, he's given us his loving kindness. God is excited about loving us. <laughs> How do I know he has been excited about loving us? What does the Bible say? What did Jesus do? He gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, that's more than anybody has ever done for you and I in our whole entire lifetime. You ain't saying nothing back to me. more than anybody have ever done for me in my whole 50 years of living. Now I know what you're saying, Reverend, your mom, your dad did a lot. Of, yeah, they did a lot of stuff, but guess what? If he hadn't died, they would have been able to do nothing for me. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Loving kindness corresponds with the New Testament that they call grace. Watch this. Thank God that there is grace for the journey. <laughs> Thank God that there is grace for the journey. Because it's loving kindness, you have to know that this loving kindness that God shows towards us shows that God is considerate about you and I. He's concerned about you and I. Did not the Bible says to, to cast your cares upon him? Why cast our cares on him? Because he cares for you. He cares for you. 
So this loving kindness is showing how considerate God is of you and I. Go look at Psalms 8 and 5. Psalm 8 and 5. Look what it says. It talks about how he, he made us just a little bit lower than angels. And how he crowned man with glory and honor. What is it about man? <laughs> Come on. He got angels. But somehow or another, he's considerate toward you and I. Come on. Somehow or another, he cares about our relationship. So that's why his son died to breach the brokenness that was there. He cares. He's concerned about you and I. He crowns you with loving kindness. And we're not talking about stuff that's that's conditional. See, God, God don't work based on condition. <laughs> he does not work. He does not do what he do based on condition. God does what he does based on covenant with himself. Oh, come on, talk back to me. God is bound to himself. And if he gives his word, guess what? He's giving himself. Oh, come on here. The word was in the beginning. <laughs> and the beginning was God and and without him, nothing was made. The word became flesh. Come on here. God is in covenant with his word. And his word is himself. So if he makes a promise to himself, then he has to come through on his covenant. <laughs> it says, he gives you loving kindness. Watch this. And tender mercy. See, in some of these benefits, if you really be honest, in these benefits, some more really, if we're honest, there are more than just five benefits in, in here. Because in some of these benefits, there are two things attached to it, like a combo meal. <laughs> you get this, you get the, the burger and the fries and the drink. Come on here. He says, so he crowns you with loving kindness, watch this, and tender mercies. I like how Brother Pastor Alan Carr put it. He said, he said this, watch this. Notice, uh, he gives mercies. Watch this. He gives tender mercies. Pastor Alan Carr said this. He doesn't just give kindness. He gives loving kindness. We serve a God who always operates, watch this, in superlative. In other words, he operates in more than enough. He operates overflowingly. In creation, he operates in superlative. In Genesis 1 and 20, he let the waters bring forth abundantly. And then what it said, in victory, he operates in superlative. In Exodus 15 and 1, he has triumphed. 
gloriously. In salvation, he operates in the superlative. Hebrews 7 and 25, able to save to the what? Uttermost. God moves this and God. God moves in the realm of overabundance. He operates in the arena of more than enough. He never does anything on a small scale. Come on. He gives you tender mercies. Not just mercy. It's alright to just have mercy, but he gives you tender mercy. It's okay to have kindness, but he's giving you loving kindness. He loves, he's excited about loving you kindly. He gives you tender mercies. Now, I looked up tender and mercy and I saw the definitions. But I like the definition they had for the nautical definition of tender. Watch this. So tender, in, in the nautical, that means we're dealing with boats and, and stuff like that. So, in the nautical definition of the word tender, tender, um, in the nautical sense, means leaning or readily inclined to roll in response to the wind. Watch this. What is a tender? Check it out. Tender is a boat. <laughs> it's a small boat that runs back and forth to a bigger boat or ship. And it is called a tender why? Because it tends to the needs of the larger craft. Hmm. Say this again. Why is it called a tender? Because it tends to the needs of the larger craft. <laughs> David said, grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because there are some needs that grace and mercy going to have to tend to. Come on, talk back to me. There are some things that grace and mercy are going to have to take care of. There are some issues in our lives that we don't even know that's out there that grace and mercy is going to have to handle. That's why the Bible says that we get new mercies every day because it's our tender. Notice what it says in the nautical definition. It said that the tender boat goes to and fro. So it has to get it has to get its orders from the larger boat. Come on, talk to me. Who's ever running the tender has to get orders <laughs> from whomever the captain is to go and take care of the other. All they said about to me. So watch this. Grace and mercy serves as our tender, <laughs> and it gets its orders from the captain of the sea. <laughs> and the captain of the sea 
Sin's grace and mercy. David said it. Can I say it again? Grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because on this journey that we call a Christian journey, we need somebody to be with us. We need somebody to be on our right. We need somebody to be on our left. That's why we have grace and mercy tending to our needs. Tender mercy because they get the message from the captain and they tend to the crime, which is us. <laughs> he tells mercy, you know, today he might be crying, so I need you to tend to him. You ain't saying nothing back to me. T -t today they might... Somebody on the job going to try to get them upset. I need grace. Grace, I need you to tend. <laughs> Tender mercies. Mercies are performed out of a desire. Watch this. To relieve suffering. Motivated by compassion. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. Your tender mercies. Mercy deals with your issues. And God is not moved. Watch this. He's not moved because you got problems. <laughs> he's moved because he's already solved your problem. <laughs> That's why he says tender mercy. So that it can tend to your issues. Can I say it again? That's why you get tender mercy. Every day you wake up, you got new mercy. You got grace. To go along with you. Everywhere you go. Watch this. So he moves. And he's motivated. By his compassion. Notice now, can I say this? When Jesus fed the people in the wilderness, what did the Bible say? It said that he was moved with compassion. Come on. And when he saw them, the Bible said that they looked like to him sheep without a shepherd going astray. He was moved with compassion. And because he was moved with compassion, he showed tender mercy and loving kindness by doing what? Taking care of their need of hunger. Y'all ain't talking back to me. And what did he do? He fed everybody. Your tender mercy. Towards me. God is showing us mercy every day of our lives. He crowns you with it. In other words, a crown is something you put on your head. Come on, talk back to me. So every day, you getting up in the morning, God had already put the grace and mercy on you. <laughs> Why you, come on, don't play with me. When you get up in the morning, he's already tended to most of your issues already. 
before you even got into your job. <laughs> before you even got up in the morning, before you even dealt with whatever you dealt with, he already crowned you. A crown is something that brings honor. That the king is recognized by the crown on his head. If nobody knew the king identity, you recognize him because of what's on his head. Come on, talk back to me. And you have been crowned, watch this, with tender mercies and loving kindness. You're wearing this everywhere you go. So watch this. So when you go out your door, the enemy already know you got something around you. <laughs> Can I say this again? That's why he said to God, I can't touch Job. You got a hedge around him. He said, remove it. He crowns you with loving kindness. God is concerned about you. He loves you. And he don't want you Going through life thinking that you got to solve every problem. Not only for yourself, but for other people. God don't want you to do that. Let him handle it. Now if we're going to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, let's do that. And let's trust him with everything. If you're going to trust him, trust him with everything. Yeah, I know, I know, I know our feelings rise up. I know our emotions rise up. I know our instinct, our gut feelings and all that kind of stuff rises up. But you got to let God, Jesus, rise higher than your emotions. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. So you have no, no reason, I really, now listen to me, you, you really have no reason to doubt God can't do it for you because he's done it for you all this time without you even knowing it. Why, why do you think we're still alive? Because of his tender lovingness, because of his loving kindness and his tender mercies. His grace. Shall follow me, David said, in all the days of my life. <laughs> Grace and mercy. All the days of my life. When I walk, when I drive, when I'm on the bus, at work, whatever. Grace and mercy. In the grocery store. Grace and mercy. Walking to the uh, corner store. Grace and mercy. Going home, grace and mercy. In your house, grace and mercy. Taking a shower, grace and mercy. Going to sleep, grace and mercy. Grace and mercy is always there. 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Grace and mercy is always there. They ain't going nowhere. Jesus is more than enough. We don't need to add anything to Jesus. Come on, talk back to me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
we get frustrated. I know we do. When, when things don't seem like they should go the way you want it to go. <laughs> don't, don't think I don't know because it happens to your boy too. Sometimes I, you know, things, I just want things to go my way sometimes. But, but it's not my way. It's God's way. And let me tell you what I found out. That if I just go ahead and let him have his way. His way is way better than mine. Less stressful. Come on here. <laughs> Ain't got to worry about nothing. What did the Bible say? His ways are not like ours. The God who crowns. He gives you this stuff. It's all for you. He don't need it. He tried to, he want to give it away. He's already who he is. It ain't like we got add glory to him. He already got all glory. He already got all honor. He already got all power. Kingdom, dominion, and power. We read it in Jude. All belongs to him. He tried to find some folks to give it to. <laughs> and our psalmist told us that we all got a crown. Y'all remember I got a crown, you got all God's children got a crown. <laughs> now that song said when we get the glory. Uh-uh. I put it on me now. The psalmist said we got one right now. He crowned you with loving kindness. God is concerned about your life. Can I say it again? That's why Jesus keeps saying, stop tripping about it. Go back to Matthew 6. Jesus says, stop worrying about everything. God, your daddy in heaven already know what you need. And since he already know, he said, I tell you what you do. Forget about you. Forget about you and make it all about him and you can have it all. Amen. The God who crowns. Listen, thank you guys very much.